0: Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with Buddy. Just a quick shout out to The Rec for hosting this podcast each week. The Rec, way more than a bowling alley. We drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone. We hope that someone is you. I just want to say thank you again to all the listeners each week who take the time to hear the stories of our guests. Please take a moment and subscribe to our podcast, give us a review, and share this podcast with your friends. Family and on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and impact the world one testimony at a time. This morning, I'm excited and grateful to introduce you to my guest and friend, Jeff Lang. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, and I'm I'm proud to be called your friend. That's, Dude, that's makes awesome. me happy. You know, it's funny we've known each other or about each other for a very long time. Yeah, and I think you you mentioned it last time we yes. met. Because you're in the mortgage industry. Correct. We met a long time ago at a golf tournament, Polk County Association of Realtors. Exactly. I don't remember that. Yeah. I, I try to recall the weekend. Sometimes I can't even do that.
1: Well, I'm easily forgettable. For, <laughs> okay. First of all, it's probably probably about 15, 16 years ago. And I always remember I was in the shadow of Buddy Puckett. Um everyone knew Buddy Puckett and the, you know, no. the, the Dallas Mammoth area and everything and uh, I just remember meeting you. It, it was an event. A, yeah. a golf event. Yeah. It was probably on a Thursday. And I think it was probably 15, 16 years ago. Wow. You have um, a good memory. Yeah. It's 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 pretty good. Yeah. But then um and then I knew about you and everything yeah. and never really had a chance to connect with you and then by, you know, God's yeah. chances we um I got to work with Emily and stuff, your daughter. Yeah. Um, in the same office and everything and found out she was your daughter and everything. So it's cool, cool. It's a funny yeah, story. It's it? great. It was great. It was yeah. meant to be.
0: Yeah. Well, now I'm in your shadow because you're the man. <laughs> let's not go that far, but I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, let's let's dive in real quick. I got a lot of great questions Please for you. Do. but let me, let me do a quick introduction of you first. Things that uh, you shared with me that, because I'm just getting to know you as well, even though we've known about each other for a long time, we don't really know each other, correct? But I'm getting to know who you are, and and discipline is the word we're going to talk about today. It's going to be really awesome. So, well, here, let me just dive in real quick. Uh, so, first of all, you've been married for 27 years, and today's your anniversary, correct? Happy anniversary, thank to you very your much. Wife. Very blessed. Yes. And what, by the way, what's your wife's name? Her name is Cindy. Cindy. Yes. And okay, you have a different name for her as well.
1: Let's not go that let's far. Let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> just let's, Cindy. Well, I'll tell her name's Thumper. I call her Thumper
0: sometimes. Yes, that's, got goes it. Back, okay, yeah. perfect. Very cool. Well, happy anniversary! That's really incredible. And then you guys dated for what eight years before? Correct. Yes. Okay. You have a son. He's twenty three. He plays college baseball in Southern California. Correct. What college does he go to? He goes to uh, Division
1: two Concordia University in uh, Irvine, right next to UC UC Irvine. Okay. So he obviously played baseball growing up. Did you also? I played, uh, you know, up to high school, and then I got really into college and into golf. Okay. A lot of golf in high school on the team and everything. Okay. But then kind of went away from it, and then. My son probably about when he was three or four years old developed a love for baseball, and it kind of went from there. Yeah,
0: and so now he's still playing. Yes. And what's your son's name? A- Connor. Connor. So you've been in the mortgage business for nineteen years, uh, all in Dallas. Correct. In same company? Yes. Avenue the whole mortgage. the whole time. Correct. What we'll same left. company? Avenue Mortgage. Avenue Mortgage. That's incredible because nobody stays the same company for that many years Correct. for the most Correct. part. Yes. That's cool. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Before that, you worked for Bose Corporation as a sales training customer engagement manager for seven years. Mm-hmm. Bose is a great company. Correct. I mean, I love the the product that they make. You love getting up early in the morning and the discipline around it. Some of your best memories was going to the golf course with your grandfather at 7 a.m. in the morning as well as going suffer- surfing before going to high school in the morning. So real quick, where did you grow up at? Because that you don't surf in Oregon, really. I mean, people do, but... Not yes. likely.
1: Yeah, I was very blessed. I had a great upbringing. I grew up in Southern California. Um and had some really good friends down there. At L- LA County and then we moved to Orange County.
0: Yeah, Orange but, County um, works that, huh?
1: Yeah, but just I've lived in LA County. I was about twenty, twenty-five minutes from the from the beach at the time. Yeah. In La Mirada, California. Okay. I went to a private Catholic school and yeah. um had some good friends and we'd get up, you know, five, five thirty in the morning, uh meet over at my house and then yeah. uh go over to the beach and then surf for like half hour 40 minutes and then huh. get back to the house shower and they get to school by 8 a.m.
0: Is that where that early morning like I love getting up early morning just because the camaraderie of that going to the, to the beach and surfing is that where it all began or was it great no, I think it was even
1: before then because my, my grandfather who I was really close to my yeah. grandparents I was okay. very blessed with great grandparents and um uh, he was a former military, or uh, force major. Wow! So he kind of instilled in my uncle also. He, they were always up early, but my grandpa would get up at four thirty-five every morning, and mm. and then we'd be at the golf course, uh, especially when I was younger, probably you know, sixth seventh grade. We'd yeah. be at the golf course probably by six thirty, and um, and I just remember the dew on the grass at you know seven a.m. and getting out there and just. And I actually, some of the great memories was going to military bases yeah. with my grandfather, um, El Toro Marine Base, which is no longer there in Orange County. Right. And seeing the fighter jets doing the touch and goes and being right up again. It was just beautiful. It was a wonderful time.
0: Man, your your grandfather made a, a serious impact in your life, yes. didn't he? Yes. Just that early morning, just the dew on the grass, that, that memory. This, wow. How yeah. cool is that, that you had somebody in your life doing that for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I
1: was very blessed. My, grand, my grandma was very very wonderful lady as well. And, yeah. um, in fact, I tell you a story. I was, I was running down, um, Miller highway or Avenue in Dallas, uh, probably about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And it was early su- summer, summer morning. And I saw, uh, a dad and his son walking with their golf, you know, with their golf bags behind them. Yeah. Um, and I kind of stopped and it was like probably six, in the morning. I told the father and the son, how great it was seeing them walking and wow. and you know told the son, enjoy this time with your dad, because I mean, it's just a great time. And Congratulate the dad spending the time with him and everything,
0: mm. and you could have just blown right past him and said, yeah. "Ah, that's cool," but you didn't. You took the time to stop, really, to celebrate a dad doing that, and really, his son probably not even recognizing how cool that is.
1: Exactly, that's you're exactly right, right buddy. Is it was it was more for the son to hopefully he'll appreciate yeah. it someday of what his dad was doing for him in that in that point of time.
0: Mm. So, and we'll get to your son. I want to hear kind of your relationship with your son and kind of those moments that you had with with him because I'm sure there are some. Some early morning moments. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So take us back a little bit. I know you, you've been in Dallas for the last 19 years doing mortgages, but where did life begin for you? I know you said LA County, Orange County, and then then the transition up to Oregon. Walk us through that journey. I want to hear all about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I went to Cal State Fullerton in uh, Fullerton, California, I graduated from College with a Marketing Business Degree. Yeah. Um, what and year? Then, uh they're going to date you <laughs> here. For, well, let's just the I'm 25 times two plus four. Okay, okay. So there's your age right now. Okay. So as mathematicians, you can figure that out quick. Um, so I graduated from high school in 87, yeah. yeah. graduated from uh, college in 92. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a semester at the beginning where it was very shaky, yeah. first year of college, yeah. you know, growing from a uh, structured environment of high school to an unstructured college environment where they don't really give a rip if you're there or not. Um, so that first six months was a big transition, um, for me, and then so I really graduated over the next four and a half years, and then, uh, I think so that was ninety two. We had some you know jobs in between there, and then um, my family was going to be moving up to Oregon, and my wife and I didn't really want to start a family down in in Southern California. What year did
0: you get married? Great, oh, ninety
1: six. Okay, yeah, so ninety six.
0: So you were starting to date in college?
1: Yes. Yeah. In fact, she was. I was a. I just graduated from high school. So I was a year out and then she was a junior senior in high school.
0: So you're still, you guys met each other in high school. You guys were
1: well, I was in college. She was in high was, school. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I robbed the cradle. Yes. <laughs> she, she, she's two years younger than me. Oh. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so we dated for eight years. Uh, she, she put up with me and then, um, yeah. we decided we didn't want to raise a family down there. And she, she's, I'm very blessed. She was a very hard worker as well. And she, um, uh, was in the restaurant industry management for like claim jumper restaurants yeah. and stuff. So she Very did a lot right of right. stuff there. And then we decided to, to move up to Oregon in 96, after we got married, shortly after we got married. yeah. Uh, so we moved up in 96.
0: Okay. Well, okay, why'd your family move to Oregon? What was what was? It about? was the same situation
1: where they, they just wanted a different change of life, but also a better quality of life. Yeah. Um, and not that Southern California wasn't great quality life. It was just a lot of things were going on there. Very expensive yep. Yep. to raise a family. Um, you know, a lot of crime and everything at the time. Um yeah. Yeah. and my mom at that time lived in LA County. So they wanted to get out. And then and I came from a single uh family. My mom was a um single mom raising two kids and I don't know how she did, to be honest with you. I, I love her to death. And In fact, she works with me to this day. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, she's 80 years old. and Still doing she's, mortgages. She's still working with me. She's my processor. She, she's there every morning at yeah. 7 45. doesn't leave. I have to kick her out, to be honest with you. About at 80? Uh, yeah, at 80 years old. Yeah. And she does not want to... She gets mad if I uh, after you ask her if she's ready to retire. She does not want to. Yeah. It's, her, it's her way of living longer, I think. And my, yeah. my son is the other big reason. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. So... Uh, so we moved up in 96 and then I took a job with the Bose corporation shortly after that. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, uh, that was a great, great experience. It really taught me a lot about, uh, how to make an experience with people, creating an experience with people and having fun with people. Right. And everything.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's funny. You and I have a lot of similarities. We're both in the mortgage industry. Uh, you've been married for a long time. I've been married for a long time uh, my dad just turned 80 yesterday. So, congratulations! Uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny. He, he, uh, he obviously doesn't work with me in the mortgage industry, but it's so cool that your mom does it. Yes, She still yeah. loves that. It yeah. keeps her alive, keeps her moving Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's great.
1: It's great having her there.
0: So you said, uh, your mom was a single parent. Correct. Uh, and then you have a sibling. Well, that
1: there's things that happen in our lives that I think can, can impact us in a positive way yeah you can also impact a negative way and i think we all make choices in our lives yes, we do. so um when my sister was 23 she was married at the time she younger or older than you she was younger okay uh, about seven and a half years younger okay yeah so we had a really close bond yeah but um, unfortunately she passed away um in july of 2001 wow. yeah july of 2001 suddenly and so that was that was devastating to be honest with you it was devastating yeah. to the family um and I was very, very fortunate. You know, God blessed me with a son a little bit before that. Yeah. Um. And I think that was huge, for for us. Right. Um. In 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 that regard. In fact, I think she actually you know, she, she, she passed away. Well, yeah, that's right. I was right. Um. And but he was really a, a reason to live. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the books um I I go back to often is uh, Victor Frankel's A Man's Search for Meaning. Um. Good book. Very good. Very great book. Good. Um. But we all have to have a reason to live, and you know, at the time, you know, he was the reason to live, yeah. my son, and uh, and he really helped my family through a lot. And he had heart surgery; when he was three months old. No so we didn't have time to necessarily, as much as we all wanted to mourn the loss of my sister, yeah. we had to focus on what was really going on with him as well. Yeah. So it's it's amazing, and I'm glad you said a prayer at the beginning. You know how God impacts us and what he does for us and the reasons for things. We never know sometimes.
0: And we all go through trials and tribulations. I mean I've been thinking as I get older, I've had a recent birthday birthday as well and you know I'm surprised I'm made it this far, but you know I often talk with people, everybody's got a story. And if you're young enough, you may not have felt some of the pain. If you're old enough, you've definitely felt more pain. Absolutely. And I think that's God's plan to keep us humble to keep us just keep our priorities right Yep, because we get caught up really easy you're busy at work and you're doing loans and and but that's not it that's not that's what we do but that's not our full purpose
1: that's that's exactly right yeah and i i think the passing of my sister was a changing point for me too because it allowed me to realize there's more there's a lot more to life but how do we impact people is is a big thing and if we can either and I had someone, uh, he was a boss of mine at uh, Bose Corporation at the time, but he says, you know, there's two people, two kinds of people in life those who give energy and those who take energy. Mm. And who do you want to be, the one who's giving energy or the one who's sucking the energy? Right. And people don't want to be around the people sucking the energy for very long. Yeah,
0: that's right. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All right. So you moved up to Oregon, worked for Bose, had a, had a son. So you had him in probably what, two, 2000, 2000. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: August twenty August of 2000.
0: Okay. Yeah. So he has recently had a birthday as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then what year is he in college? Uh,
1: Athletically, just, uh, academically, he's a senior. Okay. Athletically, he's a junior. So because of COVID. Yeah. It was a blessing for him. Yeah. He got two more years of athletics. So he's going to, graduate in May, but then he'll go for his master's so he can finish off his playing year. So he'll he'll get his master's. So do you guys get to go watch him at all, play baseball? We try to get down there as much as possible, especially during the the season. Yeah, so you know, I I may fly out like on a Friday evening and then fly back Sunday evening or Monday early Monday morning or something like that. How cool is that? But I want to make sure my wife gets down there as much as possible because it's just the experience for her to be able to enjoy the time with him as well.
0: Totally. What position does he play?
1: A short second and third.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's, that's, a, that's a Those are tough positions to play. Yeah,
1: And he's the polar opposite. He's six foot one, six foot one, 185 pounds. So he's the, the taller version of me, I guess.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yes. Isn't it funny how our kids are taller than we are? Yeah. Like Emily is way taller than yes. me and Sean as well. But I'm okay with that. I, yeah. I'm completely fine with that. Totally good with that. All right. So you, uh you jump in the mortgage business, what, 2003? 2000, January, 2005. Oh, January, 2005. Yep, okay. What made you get in the mortgage industry? Well,
1: I was, I was traveling a lot with the Bose Corporation at the right. time. Um, and I was probably on the road, probably 48 to 50, 49 weeks of the year. So I was on the road a lot. And my son was about four years at the time, four yeah. years old at the time. Um, and I, you know, I'd done some praying and stuff. And, you know, I, I wanted to be home yeah. with him more. And I, I still remember to this day, we were living off of Bonanza at the time. And it was a, it was a morning I was getting ready to leave. And uh, I think it was probably four years old at the time. I was getting ready to leave, pull out the driveway early in the morning. And I just remember him in the window, vividly in the window, just crying and, and reaching out for me. And it just, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, my wife was a stay-at-home mom. So I knew it was something, it was a sacrifice I had to make, but yeah. just kept praying about, you know, bringing this opportunity at some point. And some good friends of mine who I went to college with, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick and John, um, still great friends with them. They had a mortgage business yeah, and they, I kept in touch with them and everything. And for all these years and they just said, Hey Jeff, you know, we think you'd be great in the, the industry. You've yeah. got the customer service skills. You you love people. You love people. Um, and I told them my situation, and everything, and and I said, you know, I, I basically need a salary to to come over. Mm-hmm. And they were they were very kind at the time. Um, and they offered me a salary to to leave Bose and the rest of history. So we became partners and everything. So the rest is history.
0: That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, We're going to get into the subject of discipline. You know, one thing I'm most intrigued when, because you and I, we, so my wife and I, Sean, we went out to see Emily one day at the place that she works and you're also in that same building, which is kind of cool. And so she thinks you're really funny, by the way.
1: I appreciate that. that Yeah, And you have a word.
0: What's the word that you use probably every day? What is that word? It is every day. It's splendiferous. Where did that word come from? What does it mean to you?
1: You know, I, I, heard it somewhere. Um, and then I, I, do remember vividly hearing it. We were on a cruise, my son and I and my mom and yeah. my wife were on a cruise, gosh, probably 12, 14 years ago, maybe probably 14, 15 years ago at the time. And, uh, I remember it was a carnival cruise line and, yeah. and the guy says splendiferous uh, ship on a stick. And I think I'd used it before, but it didn't really stick. And then really since then I just, it was just different. I just like being different. Um, Uh, and I was like, let's, that's something that's going to catch people and makes me and people smile. Yep. And most people, when they hear it, they don't think it's a real word.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and I've actually won a couple bets. I've actually run a newspaper ad. i once wasted the bucks off someone that didn't believe it was a word. Uh, and when they look it up, they, they reckon it's a word and it just, it makes people smile.
0: That's too funny. Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was a word either, but no, I, I I love that you make people laugh and, Anybody can come home almost every day with a story about Jeff. I appreciate Make her that. laugh. so That's really, it's <laughs> That funny. means a lot. That means a lot. Totally. Walk us through your morning routine because I think there's something I need to learn. There's probably a lot of people on here who's going to go, okay, I'm going to take some notes here. So I, w- I would really encourage people to take notes here. You have a, a unique routine that's way more disciplined than probably anybody I know. And I don't know much about it, but I'm going to hear more about it. What, is, what does a day look like to you? Uh, and I know part of this is I asked if you want a coffee this morning. You said, no, I don't drink coffee. And I think Emily told me that, but I didn't remember and incorporate that in there as well. So your routine, why it's important to you. And then why, why no coffee? There's a story behind that.
1: Okay. I'll start off with no coffee right from the beginning. Okay. okay. Cause um again, it goes back to childhood and everything. It's the reason why I don't drink alcohol as well. There's another reason for that yeah. is, is one, my dad was an alcoholic. Yeah. And his dad was an alcoholic. Yeah. And, now, when you talk about your grandfather, that's your mom's- That's my dad's dad was an alcoholic, but my mom's dad was the major in the Air Force. Gotcha. So he's the one I had a really close relationship with. And he's with. the one
0: who took you golfing. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. So Got my
1: it. dad's dad yep. was an alcoholic. Yeah. And um, I just remember, it wasn't my dad was doing out of wisdom or anything, but I remember, again, vividly, probably when I was eight or nine, 10 years old, I just remember being in a restaurant with him. And- uh, him offering. And I remember he used to get, he used to always drink beer, but he used to also drink, um, some sort of hard alcohol on the rocks. I just remember it's was on the rocks. And I remember him giving me a taste of alcohol at dinner when he asked me if I want to drink or something. And my mom was, she was, she can't stand alcohol. And he had me taste this. And I asked I absolutely hated it. Yeah. I could not stand the taste of it. Yeah. And, um, uh, I just, from that day on, it was like, I couldn't stand mm-hmm. alcohol. And now again, I, Grant, I, I've, drank in the past and everything, So I'm sure. not perfect or anything. Um, well, thank God. Cause I was, yeah. <laughs> so I no no, I'm definitely not perfect. I mean, I had my, my run-ins with with alcohol and stuff, uh, but I couldn't stand it. Yeah. And then as far as coffee, I remember my, my grandmother giving me a t- taste of coffee and even hot cocoa when I was young. And I just could not stand the taste of a hot drink. And
0: even to this day. So I, no, no tea, no
1: hot drinks. So no, I, I don't drink anything hot. Um, every so often i have a i mean it's been years a taste of hot cocoa but it's maybe one or two drinks and that's yeah. it yeah but even during the winter time when it's cold i don't drink anything okay. hot so that's the reason for the the no coffee okay. thing i got and, it and most people say i don't need the caffeine anyways yeah you're just pretty much energy yeah. level yeah but uh i usually get up usually to no alarm but i have an alarm set usually at 4 10 but usually four ten in the morning okay. but like this morning i was up at like 350 i mean i was i was awake i didn't actually get up until four 408 is when i actually rolled but out you of bed. know you're
0: getting out of bed before four yeah. ten. Yeah. that's usually yeah yeah
1: i don't usually the alarm doesn't usually ever wake me up okay um and then i get up at four ten, and my wife jokes me but it's very very structured but i get four ten. i i go grab the bible out of the the bathroom yeah i go to the stairs i have laid out the night before i have either a sweatshirt if it's the winter or a short sleeve sweatshirt yeah. Yeah. with a hood yeah um I put that on, I go upstairs and I take an hour just to read, to read the Bible for an hour. For scriptures you, for an hour. Yeah. Till usually about four twelve to four fifteen till about five fifteen, five twenty at the latest. And then I'll usually work from five twenty to five forty five, answering any email any emails I didn't answer from like seven or seven thirty that evening yeah. till the morning. So then um those are done. And then I head out to the I put my hood up, then I head out to the uh downstairs yeah. at Usually it's about 5:50, right in that time frame, okay. and then I'll take a drink of creatine water, and a probiotic. Yep. Uh, put my hood on, and then I go out to the garage about five five fifty five, right in that ballpark five fifty three, and so I have a gym out there that I actually had set up at half of the gym, half of the garage. Yeah. When my son was starting to train, when he was about six or s- six or seventh grade is when he started training. Uh uh-huh. Um, And it's worked out great for me because I don't have to go to a gym. Yeah. But it's also, you have to be very disciplined to be able to work out in your house. Right. In your garage. Because it's so easy to turn around and not do it. Right. Go back to bed or. Right. Right. That's exactly right, buddy. So that's part of the discipline is is having the mindset of getting out there. And so, you know, we've had a Peloton. We have a a treadmill out there. And then uh, we have a weight bench. uh, uh, I'm trying to think the. Another like a pull-down bar and everything. You guys have seen it. Yeah. Uh, in, um, but a, a weight contraption. And so then I'll work out from 5.50, 5.53 till about 6. Um, it's usually right around 6.35, 6.37 in that ballpark. I know yeah. it's very pinpoint with time. Yeah. But it, uh, there's a reason for all that. Yeah. And then uh, I'll work out you know, weights and everything for that time frame. And I'll usually get on the treadmill about 7.40 to seven forty-two this morning. Six seven forty-two. Six forty-two. Six forty-two. two. I'm okay. sorry. Six forty-two. Six forty. 640, Tell and I run for forty minutes. I and it, like we spoke that day, I run for forty minutes. It, it's not thirty-eight, not thirty-nine, not it's forty-one. It's forty minutes. Forty. And on during the week, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll run on the treadmill. Okay. Monday morning, I'll usually do the peloton for forty minutes. Okay. Thursday, because I have a seven a.m. meeting every Thursday, I'll I won't. I'll just walk some later on, but I won't do any sort of running or anything like that to give my body a rest um but i still work out yeah that morning i just do weights um so you work out seven days a week yes i work seven days a week now that's not for everyone but as i've gotten older yeah. okay and i've worked out for so long, my body can recover quickly but i also want to shock the body from time to time right. but i don't lift super heavy weights so as i've been thinking about this the last few weeks of mm-hmm. how we were going to talk and everything yeah. uh i don't do anything less than eight reps and it's usually either eight to 15 to 20 reps of yep. whatever it may Lots be. Of movement. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's not heavy weights, but I will once a week, I'll usually work each body part at least twice a week, sometimes three, depending on how it works out that week. Yeah. And, but one of those two workouts, I'll go heavier than the, the previous workout. Yeah. Then the next workout will be more just all about reps. Right. But again, it's, it's just to keep the body in shape and everything, and and also again, it's it's mental. It's it's a lot to mental. I mean, anyone who's rode a treadmill, if you run four, five, six, seven miles on a treadmill, it's it's mentally grueling. Yeah, it really is mentally, and especially the first mile, it's tough because there's so many things in your mind that you just want to stop. Right.
0: There's so many other things you could Put, be doing, Jeff. What are you doing? Man? Yeah,
1: that, that's exactly. That's honestly, buddy, that's what's going in your mind. And, and as I've gotten older, I've I've just realized. The mind is such a powerful, such a powerful processor that we don't even use a 10th of. And the more I read about it and everything, the more I'm enthralled with it and what God has given us and we don't use
0: yeah. a 10th of it. Yeah.
1: And so it's, and then during that 40 minutes some Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, yeah. I'll list, I'll watch um, usually Bible things, yeah. Bible, whatever, podcast, whatever it may be. Yeah. Again, that's for a reason. Okay, so, t- again, I want to start the day off on a very positive note, relaxing note, but just getting me in the right, what's going to go on during the day. Um, I don't, usually, like, I a- I answered your text yesterday morning at 530 in the yes, morning. Yes, you did, yeah. Um, but then I turned off the phone after that. I mean, I just put on airplane mode because yeah. I didn't want to be disturbed. It's tempting to, yeah
0: uh, email, oh.
1: That's exactly right. And I start getting emails early in the morning, but I get uh, an alert for mortgage rates at, you know, 6 a.m., yeah. 6.02. That's right. But I you don't need those then, <laughs> no, exactly, I system. just I but I still see it but I just ignore it uh and then so then it's 7.20 to 7.22, I stop running and then I go in and I'll, from the night before I've already set up all what I need to do for my protein shake so I already have my protein shake I have like um the coconut the um uh the protein powder yeah the uh collagen and there's like four of the things my wife has me put in it so it's all out the night before so then that's the key right there
0: you're yes. preparing the night before that's exactly that's the
1: right key, isn't it? That, then, then, so then so i'll go through the day with you know, i'll tell you where i end though but at the same time so then before i take a shower or anything i have my shake made so i spend five minutes getting it i joke my wife it takes me longer to make the shake than to actually drink it because everything i'm putting in it too yeah but my wife is a key factor in that because she is constantly making sure i'm putting the right things in my body. And like, she just told me something else called lion's mane today or something like, something with powder or something like yeah, that. What yeah, okay. like, what's hex lion's mane?
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I, she told me, I said, like, I don't really care. Sounds good. Yeah. It if you tell me it's healthy, I'm gonna do it. I yeah, trust yeah. you, you're not yeah, gonna yeah. kill me yet. I don't think of it. And so, and then I, I take a shower, get ready. And then about 7.45 to 7.50, I'm back in the kitchen, making the shake, getting it ready. Then um, eight o'clock, 8.02, I'm out the door. So I'm usually I usually see Emily by about eight oh five to eight ten in the yeah, morning. Yeah, and um, you're drinking your shake on the way to work. Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking about this morning. So I'm usually by sufficient. The time, yep. By the time I get to work, I'm done with the shake, and then I I put some water in the shake when I get there to to clean out, get any the rest of like the the bee pollen and everything. Yeah. I want to get that out of there, so I get right. the the last all of it. I'm paying a lot of money for that stuff, so I make sure I get the every yeah, last I can't bit wait of it. To see <laughs> I exactly right. Yeah. Um, so then I start working. You know, in the office by about eight eight ten. Yeah, and then. I usually it's it's the same thing we got calls and everything and yeah. birthday i I will I'll, another thing I'll key to your listeners i I do my birthday calls, yeah uh, usually in the morning, early afternoon. So like on the way here. Yeah. Um,
0: is that just a list of birthday calls or is it Facebook calls? How do you determine who you're calling? It's all
1: my past clients and yeah. all the clients or people that I'm working with right now that- They get a personal call from me I call, yeah. Every every single- They love that, I'm pretty every sure. Single day, every single day. Yeah. And I get, in fact, I just spoke with someone on the way here and she's, I did a reverse mortgage for her a few years ago and yeah. I had helped her and her husband a few years before that and he had passed away. But um, I called her this morning and mm. it's just great to connect and no business was talked it was just purely personal. Yeah. How are you doing? What are you doing special today? Um, and then we had a conversation about her granddaughter 16 years older that's coming over today and spending time with her. Mm. And I was able to share my, my, my memory as of my grandparents with her. Yeah. It's just, it's a human connection. Yeah, Nothing to do with making money, nothing to do with, it's just yeah. people being people.
0: You're, you're a real guy making a real connection. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's really what it is. And, um, I, again, I've been blessed with very wonderful people in my lives, to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. And um, I remember my uncle, my uncle telling me years ago, he says, You know, people want to know how much you care, but if they care how much you know. Exactly. I know. And cool. yeah. You can know everything about the mortgage business, buddy. You can know how the rates work and everything. Doesn't matter. But if that person doesn't believe you care about them, it doesn't matter it doesn't at the end matter. of the game. Um, hmm. And it's, it's making that positive impact on people's lives. And yeah. I know it sounds corny, I know it sounds phony, but that's one of the disciplines that I've done for years. I mean, and handwritten thank you cards. In fact, when I worked at the Bose Corporation, one of the things they incorporated was thank you, handwritten thank you cards. Because oh. when I started there, we would do, they would do thank you cards for the big purchases, like the lifestyle systems that they're called at the time, two, $3,000 systems. And who one of my, the boss of my time at the time, his name is Jim Dillon, He's a good friend of mine, still lives in Salem. Still a great friend, went running last weekend. And, and um, I started doing things. I said, Jim, why don't we do thank you cards for even the wave radios? You know, $300 things. Why don't we do them for those? And he said, well, we've always done it. For, I said, why don't we do them for this? Yeah. So what a cool thing. And, and I said, it's, it's because those people are going to be our customers in the future as well. So why not let them have that connection? Yeah. And so, but so we do, th- you know, I do thank you cards every day, but my wife does the thank you cards now and everything. So I, thank you cards. So I call people on their birthdays, yeah. um, do all the calls during the day, but then lunch, it's usually 12 to one, nowadays I only take about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes for lunch. It's usually salad almost every day or tuna fish. Do you bring it with you or do you go back home? I for, usually go home. Just Because I, I, you live close by the office. I live about a mile away. But, uh, you got to go home. Right. And I need to get, there's a couple reasons. One, I need to get out. I need, I want fresh air. I need to get out. Yeah. And then I want to see my wife for a few minutes. If, if she's around, I want to yep. see her for a few minutes. Yep. And then I'll eat and it's yep. something healthy, but yep. it's nothing. And then I'll, you know, I joke with Emily about it too. I'll usually have, So I'm not perfect. I have usually one or two graham crackers.
0: That's right. You love graham (laughs) crackers. Graham 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 crackers.
1: crackers, And then uh, uh, they're not very fattening. So I can get a little bit of sweet in me. Yeah. And then I'll have like a handful of raisins. Yeah. And then. um, Perfect. And then usually a juice. My wife will make me a juice or athletic greens. Um, Sometimes that's for lunch. Still, that's usually that's usually in the
0: afternoon. That's usually two or three. Okay, to keep my energy level up and everything. Okay. But you're bringing that with you after lunch. Correct. Yeah, so usually you, bring it with me. After I've noticed lunch. so far you're prepared on every account. Yes. Yeah. Like that's the magic is yeah creating a rhythm of being prepared. Exactly. And, and and to
1: be honest with you, it's one of those things that you have to start out with wins. So that's why I start out with a win, getting up in the morning. Okay, not with an alarm, getting up in the morning, starting out with a win. Yeah. Okay, reading, starting out with a win, and then. Having these things ready to go, yeah. you don't have to waste the time to think about it. It's there.
0: It's, it's right there. What you you said it. If you have to stop and think about it, then you also have the the option to think that you don't want to go do That's it. That's exactly right. I can find myself negotiating with myself. I'm like, why am I up so early? Why am I? I literally can do that. I'm like, you know, and I fail in those areas quite a bit. Guess what? You're
1: human. Right. Exactly. I'm human, but yep.
0: I also have to prepare myself so I mm-hmm. stop thinking. And just do right. That's exactly and right. I love this. Yeah, and and he and and
1: uh, one of the things my son and my son has been a very catal- big catalyst to me yeah. as well because I I can't expect him to do something if I'm not doing it. Ooh. Leadership, exactly. And he he started really training uh because he was not blessed, and he'll tell you blessed af- athletically like some other kids, but he was blessed with hard work ethic, mm. and um basically. I remember Tim Tebow and he got it from Tim Tebow is basically yeah. hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Okay. And, that's, and that a good was, one. that's kind of his motto. And, yeah. but he started really getting into listening to things and hearing things. And, but one of the things he had, it was some general from the Navy or something like that. And they said, you know, start out the win every day by making your bed.
0: Have you read the book before? Make your bed? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So he Love made that. that. Yeah, my Conor, my, my son Connor
1: read it and then he asked me to read it. But it was that, it, it's starting it out because you end it, you start the day that way, but you end it that way as well because you come back and it's already done, it's already made. Done. Yeah. And so then, so throughout the day, you know, I'm doing the business calls and stuff and I don't usually leave the office and it's it's a running joke. I don't usually leave the office till 6.30 or seven. Really? You're um, putting in
0: long days.
1: Yeah, I'm putting in long days, but part of it is, it's all designed, but remember when, when my son was growing up, it, it, the big part was, my dad and my mom divorced when i was i still remember it um when i was going to my freshman year of high school and i still remember to this day and i i, I say this because it's important because you see how this all adds up throughout my life but yeah. my dad came from an alcoholic family like i told yeah. you about he never said the word i love you okay it just and it wasn't because he didn't know how he didn't know how to express it because yeah. he was never shown love so I can't, and as I look back, I can't express him. I can't expect him to show me love if he's never been given love. Right. And I remember this day, it was father's day going into my freshman year. And I remember to this day, we were at my grandparents' house in Irvine, California at the time. And it was just, it was a weird day. It was just a weird feeling I had throughout that day. And I was young, but I, as I look back, but I remember going home that night. I remember my dad saying, I love you. And it, it, it kind of struck me like, that's interesting.
0: That's interesting.
1: And then that night, my mom told me that she was divorcing my dad. And I was like, and it just, it turned my world upside down, to be honest with you. And so that's when, as I look back again, I've kind of gone to the other extreme with my son, where, you know, you just love, I want to show him love mm-hmm. and tell him I love him all the time, because I wasn't like that. So I want to be the father that probably I didn't have, even though I had a lot of father figures in my life, I didn't have that person.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And so when Connor was growing up and he was big into sports, one of the, another reason getting up early, making sure I got up early so I could spend, usually it was about from seven to eight o'clock with him So yeah. I went to work. That's so cool. So, so, and he was homeschooled, but we would go out usually from about seven fifteen to seven thirty in the morning. And during summer, especially we'd go outside and I would be, by my house, he'd be across the street and I'd throw like uh, these foam yellow balls yeah. to him and he'd hit them up against our house, up against, you know, across the street, up against our house, over the house. Um, but it was it was our time together. And then I or said earlier, I you know, take 10 to 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes lunches. I would take an hour before, but I'd come home, eat lunch, and then we would go to the cage wow. over at the baseball field uh, that we've been fortunate enough to use for all these years. And I'd spend 45 minutes an hour with him in the cage, hmm. doing things with him, so that was again the time that we had together yeah. that was special from that perspective. But also, we had time to talk and communicate, and you know, get mad at each other, right. like like father and son do. Totally. Um, and I made a lot of mistakes with him, and I told him, you know, I've made mistakes. Don't do these things with your kid. Um, but we created that bond, and then, but I'd come home at you know six six thirty usually. But it's because he knew that I spent that time with him earlier. I needed to do things during the day to make up for that time. That's right. That's that I was right. away from the
0: office. Yeah.
1: And so that's, I usually come around 6.30 or 7. And then usually with him, it was usually no later than 6.30. Because yeah. I still wanted to be able to spend a couple right. hours right. in the evening. And then I would usually go to bed 9.30, 9.45. But I I worked about half an hour before I went to bed to make sure right. I was caught up in anything in between the time.
0: And nothing gets missed on your watch, for sure. I
1: try not to. I mean, there's things to do, obviously, because, again, I'm not perfect. And yeah. I don't want your
0: listeners to think I'm perfect because I'm not. But you have a great routine and that helps. Work work ethic does matter. I'd rather have, yeah. you know, the, the the quote Tim Tebow has, you know, being a hard worker versus a uh, talented, Just talent. exactly. you know, hard work is a blessing. Yeah, it, it, it really is.
1: And, and like, I, and like Emily's a very hard worker and stuff. And, and I think, um, that's the big thing, but it's, and you say, I don't miss any days. I literally do not miss days. Okay, And what I mean by that is yeah. if I know I'm going to miss a day for some reason, I will pre-plan. So uh, let me give you an example. So I, want an example. I, I knew I was going to be gone. I was going to go down and see my son last um, Saturday morning, early in the morning. Yep. So I was leaving. I had to leave my house at 3 in the morning to get there to the airport by 4.15 because I had to check luggage that day because I was taking some baths down to him. So I knew I wasn't going to have time to work out Saturday morning, but I knew I could run that day. Yeah. And then Saturday and Sundays are run seven miles each day, Saturday and Sunday. Wow. So I know it's going to take me an hour, and hour and 15 minutes, especially down there because of yep. lights and everything. Yep. I knew based on our schedule, I wasn't going to have time to work out. Okay. So Friday morning last week, I would do my normal routine. In fact, I went out to Salem, meet Jim, Dan We ran five miles that morning, got back to the office by 8 15. And then at lunch, I took 15 minutes to eat, but then I worked out. For Saturday's workout. Got it. So Saturday, that time, I would have worked out arms and biceps. So that I worked out Friday
0: because I knew I wasn't going to be able to Saturday. So you did your typical morning routine. You did your body right. workout. You did your running. And then at lunch, you did your Saturday workout. For I, I did my Saturday
1: workout. And then then Saturday morning, I got up early at 2.30. And in fact, 2.25, because my son saw my phone a couple days later. He said, what are you doing up that early? That's what I told him. So he's like, are you serious? And I said, yeah, but it was a lesson for him. Okay. okay? It was a lesson for him. You don't miss. You, 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 you keep don't things. miss. You, you, right. Okay. You owe it to yourself to, to do that. And so, uh, I, I had like 10 minutes extra that morning before I left. So I did some ad workout just cause I didn't want to waste time, <laughs> which sounds crazy. And it is crazy. I get it. I am crazy at times. And then got into the airport, got blah, blah. And then, um, I, I read a little bit of the airport and then got into Orange County. And then he picked me up. Then he took me back to his apartment. And then he went and did his hitting and workout with his friends. But I ran at that point because I knew I'd have that time. Yeah. So I ran for an hour and 20 minutes. Then. Seven miles. So then that's my, I did my thing. Okay. So then you don't miss. No. And then Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, I was coming back Wednesday morning. Okay. So Saturday and Sunday I did my, Normal stuff. Oh, Sunday I do normal stuff. I knew Wednesday I was not gonna be able to work out because mm-hmm. I had an early early flight, and we were going to an Angel Games the night before. Yeah. So I knew I wasn't gonna be getting home until ten thirty or eleven on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yeah. And usually, if I'm down there, I'll still work out like at four fifteen to four forty five forty five before I leave there. But I knew I'd wanted a little bit extra sleep till 4.30 that morning because I was gonna get in bed late. Yeah. So Monday, I worked out twice on Monday. So basically I worked out twice on Monday because I knew Tuesday I wasn't gonna have much time. So I worked out twice on Monday. And then Tuesday I worked out for my Wednesday workout. And then I ran Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday five days in a row. Wow. Which normally I don't do, but I did it for two reasons. One, because I knew I'd miss my one my Wednesday. Running,
0: yeah. because
1: I usually went Tuesday and Wednesday. I knew I missed Wednesday. But then I ran over those five days, I ran 27 miles. But that is, again, it was a shock to the system, shock to my body, because I ran five straight days. Now
0: that's a good thing, right? That shock to the exactly. system. Exactly, okay. because I don't
1: want my body to get used to the same thing over and over.
0: Got it, it can get comfortable. That's and, interesting. And then
1: like my friend, when my friend and I ran last Monday, and no, last Friday, he said, Jeff, you and I are alike in the sense that we like to push ourselves and push our minds to a different level, okay? And I didn't really think about it at the time, but that's what I, in essence, what I'm doing is, so then Monday, I'm not used to running on Monday a lot of times. So I have to run four miles. So your body's, your mind is telling you, this isn't right, this isn't normal. Exactly, that's exactly right. But he's saying, don't do this. So the first mile is tough, but then after that, it's just the same thing. And then Tuesday, my body's kind of used to it because I'm used to Tuesdays, but it's still five straight days. But as I look back, my Tuesday morning run, I was much stronger Tuesday morning than I was Monday morning. But again, that's your body and that's your mind
0: hmm. saying
1: something's different here.
0: Back to the power of the mind. You know, the mind's like, no, you take Mondays off, Jeff, you shouldn't run. You may not be as quite up for that run, but Tuesday, no, nope, you run on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's okay.
1: Exactly. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. And another thing I, I mentioned, so, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'll listen to, you know, I'll watch things on a podcast, video, you know, Bible stuff. But then, again, to treat myself on Saturday and Sunday, okay, Saturday and Sunday, I'll then w- listen to audiobooks. I'll yeah. listen to whatever may be podcasts. Like, I was listening to podcasts coming over here and stuff yeah. that my son had sent me on, uh, on um, Geno Smith from the uh, Seahawks. And he said, Dad, you gotta listen to this. You'll love Geno Smith. It's everything that, you know, we talk about. Okay, And so... I listen to that Saturday and Sundays, but that's kind of my treat to myself is, Hey, I've done all this during the week. I'm still working out, but I'm going to listen to exactly. whatever I want. On yep. the weekend. So, so an hour and 10 minutes I can listen to like that, but I'm also educating myself and finding out new things. Yeah. And, but then during the work, during the run, I'm saying certain things to myself, my mind that say things over and over again. These like
0: positive affirmation type things.
1: Yeah, like like one thing I'll say like I'm 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 strong spiritually, mentally, and physically. Or also I take long, powerful, st- steady strides. Um, I'm very thankful for this clean, healthy, wonderful breath. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I enjoy getting my heart rate up, my blood pumping. Yeah. Okay, so I'm boom, 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 boom. Exactly, because it's 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 a mental grind when you're running. That you know, seven miles is a long, but it's not short. it's uh-huh, Quite a while. But it's ways. still, it's still, it's my time yeah to be alone yeah and get my mind straight
0: walk me through a little bit uh i know that we were talking probably a month ago when i saw you out in dallas you said your wife thinks you're kind of crazy sometimes like you know cuz you are definitely regimented on yeah. your schedule how does that impact that relationship you're you said you work till 6:30 or 7 what time do you eat dinner and uh, then what time do you go to bed? Those are some key factors here. Yeah, and, and like I told you,
1: uh, we talked when I came in, and uh, you know, congratulations, to you and Shan having a great long marriage, and yeah, celebrating yeah. one last yeah. last week as well. And um, we we're celebrating ours today. And uh, but I'm very blessed that she's she's very understanding. Uh, I know I'm. I'm probably not the easiest person to live with. Uh, we we have a lot of fun together, but you know I do push her buttons at times. I'm sure because of the way I can joke, but also the, because I'm so regimented, and and my son's very regimented, so she gets it from both sides.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but she knows. I mean, it, it, she's a phenomenal cook, and she and she takes great care of me, and and so I will usually eat between six fifteen to seven o'clock in that ballpark, right yeah. in that time frame, yeah. and usually. She'll either have dinner ready to go, or we may have something warmed up from the night before. Yeah, yeah. Um, whatever it may be, and it's it's usually a lot of protein. Usually, you know, chicken, steak, maybe fish, um, yep. uh, beans, rice, yep, veggies. Um, and I'm I'm very picky. I'm, I'm a very picky eater. Where she and my son are, she'll they'll eat anything. Yeah, I'm veggies like broccoli last night. I'm very I'm much more picky. So she so she caters to me on that. But but she she's I'm very thankful that she's understanding of that. So. Yeah. But then we'll we'll have dinner like that. Uh and spend some time together. Usually at the dinner table. Yep. Uh, all, pretty much always at the dinner table.
0: Yeah. Not great. A family who still sits at the dinner table and yeah. has a meal and has conversation. Yeah.
1: And and that was her that's her doing. She always wanna make sure we did that with Connor as well.
0: So mm-hmm. important. Yeah. Okay. I know that you're you're not a huge dessert fan. So like after dinner, you guys don't eat ice cream and uh what's <laughs> Is there any <laughs> confessions here, Jeff, or are you guys pretty clean? I, I I, I, I have a sweet tooth.
1: Okay. I honestly, I really have a sweet tooth. And, um, I, I used to love having like, you know, M&Ms or P&M&Ms and stuff oh. at night. I mean, cause I, I love chocolate. Uh-huh. I still love chocolate. I love peanuts. Yeah. Um, but probably about four, four years ago or so, I just, I realized I cannot keep working out like I do and eating even this stuff, even though it's, I mean, it's just a little bit, it's still not great for you. Right. And so I, well, it's kind of a sweet treat. Well, raisins. Raisins are a sweet treat. They're good for you. Yeah. Some sugar in it, but yeah, the natural sugar. It gets rid of my save my my sweet tooth, but again, regimented. So usually about like last night I went and mowed the yard and everything after dinner, but then about 745 to 815 is usually my wife and I'll go upstairs and we'll have the TV on and then we'll uh be watching Netflix or something. And yeah, I'll yeah. we'll eat bla- uh blueberries or some fruit every night. Yeah. Um
0: that's your snack. That's at, your sweet tooth.
1: That, that's we have a snack every night at that time frame. And then after that, I'll usually um and Emily knows about this is I'll usually have like a protein bar yeah. or a protein um ball that she she makes. It's just protein and yeah. but again it has a little bit of sweet taste to it, mm. like coconut or something. Yeah. And then I'll have that um it, with a with a glass of milk. It's a glass of milk at every, night. At night. Every night, every glass, night of glass, glass of milk. Glass of milk. Glass of milk in that every single
0: night. That's funny.
1: Um and but it, it kind of gets rid of that sweet tooth totally, and then Works. but then it's like clockwork. And she 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 jokes about it. She likes eight fifty eight, eight fifty nine, nine oh. o'clock. You're downstairs, so I'm downstairs at like nine o'clock. I'll get a handful of raisins and huh. drink a little bit of water, and then um, I'm off the bed. But it's 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 clockwork like
0: that, yeah. And you're a regiment, yeah. That's and it's, it's
1: that's good and bad, buddy. I mean, it, it is good and bad. I will I will admit that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's better to good have good habits and bad habits. Yeah. We all have. S- a habit, mm-hmm. question is, is, it good or bad?
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Okay. So then your, your evening routine, uh, are you in bed by, you said by 930? Yes. I'm
1: usually in, in bed. I'll back up. So usually by eight o'clock, I've gone out in the garage and set up the weights and everything for the next morning. So the weights and everything, the med ball is all set up, ready to go for the morning. Man. So again, and I go out there and it's dark. So again, I have the hood up, and it's dark out. So the only light I have on out there is usually the phone, is my light phone. Yeah. Or um, I'll have the like the light from the visor that I wear, you know, out running at night. Right. I'll, I'll put that on. But I don't, I just like it. Dark. Dark is, just, I like well, it's, it's calming. Quiet. Exactly. That's the right. Oh, exactly I, the right, buddy. Is I don't like, I don't want light. I just yeah. want it calm.
0: I'll typically get up in the morning for a long time and I, I don't want to turn the lights on and wake Sean up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll if I'm listening to my Bible out, app or something, it's all dark and mm-hmm. it's calm and exactly. quiet. That's exactly uh, right. Yeah. I started recently going upstairs. My dad gets up every morning between five and six, and he goes to his, his uh, chair that he sits at. And uh, yesterday morning, I went upstairs, lights on like my dad would do. And I'm sitting in a, almost the identical chair he has. It's funny. Like, man, I'm just like my dad. <laughs> Kind of funny anyway, <laughs> but
1: it, that's a good thing. He's a great man. So, I mean,
0: it's not a bad thing to it's have not a bad thing at all, no, but exactly. Uh, yep. But cr- I love that you uh, taught your son great habits. And I think that's really important for him. You know, modeling for people is not what you say. It's what you do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. People, blah, blah, blah. They don't really care what you say. They're always going to watch what you do. That's exactly right. So I always learned if, if I didn't like what my kids were doing, I actually had to look in the mirror and go, you know what? What are some areas I need to change? Yeah. And uh, it held me at a higher standard that's exactly for right. accountability. Yeah. So, and
1: there's a there's a quote and um, uh, Trevor Moad. Who, I love that guy, yeah. Trevor Moad it takes what it takes, exactly. That's exactly right. And, and getting to neutral, getting, getting to, to neutral. neutral. Um, that a great, great book. So, yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, he passed away a couple years ago. To, I can't believe uh, I read the age. book, then he passes away. Yes. He, he's a young guy, too. Yeah, he was 52, I think. 51, oh, was he? yeah. He was, uh, okay, he was older than I
0: thought. Yeah, he okay. was young.
1: I mean, he may have been, I mean, maybe it was late 40s, but he was young. Yeah, but I remember him saying. Um about uh Nick Saban basically and said yeah. something about you are speaking so loudly i mean your your actions are speaking so loudly I can't hear a word you're saying
0: right right and
1: that really resonated with me is yeah. that our actions speak so loud
0: that what we're saying may not mean anything to someone right mm-hmm. Dude, that is a great book i do i do some i do some coaching and I'm coaching uh with a guy named michael Michael I hope you're listening Michael's a UFC guy, but we we got the whole idea of the trevor M- moad the it takes what it takes. And we've really enjoyed the whole process of uh, reading this book. It means a lot because our self-talk, he goes, you know, what can a, a performance coach at Alabama do to impact people to do perform at a higher level? It's if you have a negative thought, don't say it out loud. Exactly. You know, get back to neutral. If you're going to speak, just it stays in your brain and, and hopefully dissipates at some point in time. But getting to z- neutral thinking, yeah. that's, that's hard work. Because our thought pattern goes to negative, our brains wired to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Emily about this even last weekend. You know, we're all struggling with mindset. You know, having a good attitude, positive attitude, and not making assumptions about people or situations. How do we make it a positive uh, thought? And and she quoted a verse Second uh, Corinthians ten five says we're destroying speculation and every thought raised up against the knowledge of God and taking every thought captive to to the obedience of Christ. And so that is a mindset, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And it was really good. You know, we're all working through that mindset. Exactly. We all look good, you know, we smile once in a while, but what's going on in this brain is pretty interesting. So I definitely recommend that book as you do, yeah. Yeah, but the, love the, that. The other
1: book I recommend to your audience is um, The Confident Mind by uh, Dr. Nate Zisner. The thing I told Connor, my son, about Trevor Moad, yeah, and even like um, uh, 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 Tim Grover, who did uh, Michael Jordan's trainer I, stuff, yeah, and so. But the thing I told those—they're great about what they talk about, but they don't teach you how to do these things, right? Whereas Doctor, you know, Zisner from the Confident Mind, yeah. I I started listening to that book, and that that was another thing that just is a God thing. It just I started; it was came to me through. Um, uh audible and i just looked at it and i started listening to it on a saturday morning and i texted connor that morning I was on a run and i texted him i said connor this is the book you got you have to read this book i mean this is a must and i r- listened to it more on sunday and i said connor this is this is a game changer i'm telling you listen to this book because it tells you what trevor moad was trying to do t- but it teaches you how to do it it teaches you
0: to train your mind And this is why I had you on here, Jeff, because I think you have a level of discipline that most people can only dream of. It's an area I struggle with is discipline is I know what I should do. I know I shouldn't eat sugar, but I like sugar. Right. And the more I think about not eating it, the more I want it. Right. I know I should get up in the morning and work out, and I do. I get up at between 4.30 and 5 and oftentimes talk myself out of doing it. Exactly. And you mentioned when we talked about a month ago, you said it's so easy to do. It's so easy to be disciplined
1: like that. It is very easy, but not everyone can do it. Um, and I think we can all do it. Don't get, I mean, I think yeah. everyone has the power to do it. Yeah. It's it's the power of the mind to be able to control your mind, mm. to be able to do it. And that, you know, and that's the big thing is, is the mind has to be stronger than your emotions. And that's Whoa. from Tim Grover. Dude. Um, the mind has to be stronger than your emotions. It's so often our emotions control our mind. Yes. And we have to control our emotions. And that's, it's, it's not easy to do. Right. Because we are human, um, but I think you know, like the sugar part of it. And, and I've been thinking about this, you know. And uh, you're Christian, and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and one of my uncles, he's he's not really my uncle biologically or anything, but yeah. he's a he's, close, uncle. Yeah. He, he's been with us for 40 years, and yeah. he's 70 years old, but he looks probably 50. I mean, he's just, but he just eats healthy. And he and he does he does you know have a treat every so often. Um, like I, I believe you have to treat yourself every so often. So I might go to five guys, you know, once every three weeks and have a burger or something okay. like that. Um, but then, but he eats super healthy, but you know, he said, Jeff, you know, your body is like a Ferrari. Okay. If you had a Ferrari, you wouldn't put 88 gasoline in it. Right. You would put high, you know, high, high octane gas exactly. in there. You, and if you put 88 in there, it's not going to run like a 92. Right. And he says, and basically, you know, God has given us this perfect body. You think about the creation of the body Mm. and just a recuperative part of the body, what it can do for you. But if you really look at the body, how amazing it is, what he's done for us, are we really serving him by putting crap into our body? That's convicting, by the way, man. Okay. I mean, and that's what I've really started learning over the past few years and thinking about that is, is I'm really, am I really serving God by doing this to my body? You're not. And you're not. You're, you're not. Yeah. and But he wants us to enjoy it. Like he even says in the Bible, have some alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Just moderately. Yeah. Okay. But look at what he's provided us with vegetables, meat. Every, it's, it's right there what yeah. we need to have. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's really impacting. It's like, am I really serving him like it should be if I'm not? And then the mind part of it yeah. started coming into it. And I've always known the mind is powerful because my uncle always said, you know, we use maybe a 10th of our brain and we have the most powerful computer in the world is our mind. Yeah. But we probably use a 10th of it. That's if crazy. That.
0: That's not a good day.
1: That's exactly Let's right. Let's just be, you know, call it what it is. That's exactly right. And so and that's why I started realizing over the last few years is I've got to start using my mind even more to the full capacity. And I'm never going to get there, but if I can use it the the most I can possibly can that I'm serving even better. Yeah. And again, I'm not perfect.
0: Jeff, that's why I want to hang around with guys like you is because you you don't judge me, but you call me to a higher calling. You know, we know the word that iron sharpens iron is one man sharpens another man. Exactly. This is iron sharpened iron, man. Like you admit that you, you have a sweet tooth. Like mm-hmm. I thought I was the only guy, but apparently you do too. But oh, you yeah. you've controlled the mind. You you've put things in place that help you Overcome those urges of sweetness of sugar, mm-hmm. and trust me, I love peanut M Ms too, man. It's like one of my favorite. <laughs> in fact, we went to a movie last weekend. We haven't had popcorn and M Ms in years, right? Because uh, my wife's gluten free now. But last weekend, our last, uh, it was on our anniversary. Last week, we went to the movies in in Independence and got popcorn and M Ms. And afterwards, like, yeah, I don't feel good. Like, uh-huh. I know that's not the way I need to live. That's and exactly so, right. I I'm really encouraged though that you don't miss. And I have way more respect for people who actually live out what they say. It's not that I don't respect people that talk a good game. Mm-hmm. I just have way more respect for people actually doing it. And that's pretty amazing. That's what you do. And no, I, I appreciate
1: that, that. That means a lot coming for you. I, pre- I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and
0: that's really um, huge. You know, so let's let's wrap up the podcast. We're going to close up here in just a moment, but this has been fantastic. I know your your mom and dad got divorced when you said what? Freshman uh, in high school? 13 or 14 years old, correct. Uh, is your Is your dad still alive?
1: No, he passed away of liver failure. Okay. Liver cancer or whatever it was. Were
0: you guys, did you guys ever end up being close after that? No, we we never, we never. He said, I love you, got divorced and.
1: Yeah, very, very, very limited contact with him. Not because I didn't necessarily want to. Um, We just never connected. Yeah. Um, And I, I still remember that he called me on a Christmas day after my sister passed and left a message basically saying, yeah, I heard your sister died of overdose or something like that, which it, which it wasn't. But it was, it was just kind of random. And, but I, I didn't, I I regret now that he's passed, I regret that I didn't um, talk to him or communicate with him um, at the time. But at the same time, I don't harbor any hard feelings for him or anything. Yeah. um, Just because I know where he's coming from. And I think everything happens for a reason. And I was very blessed with people in my life. And I, I, you know, God brings people in our lives at certain times. Yeah. And it's our job to get, good or bad out of him. And um I I was blessed, had had moved in to our new neighborhood just before the year or so before they got divorced. And yeah. a guy named Billy, who's who's like a dad to me. He's about 70 years old now. Mm-hmm. But we still communicate probably once a week to this no day. No way. Yeah, to this day. Huh. Probably one of the greatest men, um, you know, other than like my family, my uncles and stuff, in my life. Yeah. But he taught me so much. And uh, you know, I thank him to this day for oh. being there when my dad wasn't. And I think you know that was God's way of putting someone else that was going to be there on a daily basis for
0: going through high school, is yeah. what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The word I was starting to think of a little bit ago was progress over perfection. Oh yes. Nobody's perfect. We all fail. Yes. That's not the issue. Is are we moving forward in That's the right exactly direction? Exactly right, buddy. The so, process. The process. You know, it's interesting. You're talking about like this mentorship you had your grandfather, you had Billy, mm-hmm. you had different people in your life that mentored you. You know, part of the wreck here just to share like what uh, Tim Davis and a bunch of guys do is created a uh, a nonprofit called Valor Mentoring and so we we mentor men specifically. Uh, middle school to 90 years old, it doesn't matter. And the, the reality is we all need a mentor. Correct. Either I show up as a mentor at times and I show up as a mentee at times. Absolutely. And I have no, there's no ego. Yep. And like, if I need to learn from you, wouldn't matter if it's mortgage, health, how to be a better husband, father, I'm open. Like, Lord, what do you need to teach me That's today? That's exactly right. And and I think the word that I'm thinking of, I really, I was on a coaching call yesterday where we were talking about this word, this virtue, humility. And there's been times in my life where I haven't been humble and like I thought I had arrived if life only gets as good as we are today, how boring would that be? Mm-hmm. No, the humility allows us to keep learning that's and growing, and I think that's where I see you, Jeff. Is you're excited about life. You get up every day. You're grinding through it, and you're still learning. Yep, that's and satisfying. you're humble. And and uh, I, I think try to be people, humble. yeah, I try to be humble. Yeah, I think that's why people like you, man. That's why I people appreciate craft that. You. No, that that means a lot. You work hard for people, man. Mm-hmm. Your wife, your your son, your your clients. Yeah, but it's fun. Yeah, yeah it is fun. Well, hey, we, we talked about a lot. And this is fantastic. I was into podcasts this way. Like, Jeff, is there anything that's on your mind, your heart, your soul that you want to share that maybe we didn't touch on that? Just an uh, an exclamation on the end of our podcast to challenge somebody. We're, we, we have an epidemic of overweight people Correct. on drugs, on alcohol, and I don't think people want to be there. I think there's a pain in their life they've just never dealt with. Now, I'm not – it's not a judgment. I'm just saying – you know, I've got issues, and I I can fall back into. Uh, well, I like I like comfort food if I'm being honest, but right, absolutely. It, it could be alcohol, it could be drugs, it could be whatever. How do we help people and encourage people to um, be accountable, to show up, to progress over perfection? Nobody needs to be perfect. Right. If you fall down, get back up, do it again. How do you leave our audience with some positivity? What's that nugget you got for us?
1: Gosh, that, that's that's a great question, buddy. Um, I think it's uh, just being human, being real, mm. um, and knowing that we're we're all going to make mistakes. We talk about that. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. We're in we're on this great big ball together. Um, and unfortunately, there's so much divisiveness going on in this world right now. There's so much negativity. Mm. Um, if if you can just be that person in another person's life that that. Makes them smile, makes them be happy, even for a minute. Um, maybe you know, if it's at work, maybe you know, like maybe for Emily, it's her sanctuary being at work or something like that. If you can just have a positive impact people's lives um, and be there for them, non-judgmental, like we spoke about, not you know judging them. Hey, they're bad because they don't eat right or you know they may drink or something like that. We all have issues, like you said, yes. buddy. We all have issues. We all have our crosses to bear. And like I spoke about my sister passing away, okay? Yeah, it's hard to talk about, but maybe it can impact people's lives, okay? Um, we're all gonna fall down. It's, are you gonna get back up? Are you gonna be there to help someone back up? Are you gonna be non judgmental with them? I think just saying love you to someone, hmm. okay? Like I had a client this morning said, hey, you know, uh, Spencer and I, Spencer and I tell you we love you, okay? How it, cool is that? Yeah, and, and, I, and I say, you know, what? I love you guys too, yeah. okay? Love for some reason people don't want to say love. And God put us on here to love each other. That's to right. To have relationships. That's right. To to build relationships with each other. Um, and I think that's what you've done well over your career, buddy. And you talk, I mean, is relationships with people, whether it's your clients or uh, people here at the rec, it's your relationships. And we can't take money with us. I've mm. never seen or I've never seen a Brinks truck falling a hearse. Okay. Never you can't take it with you. Okay. But what you're going to leave behind is the legacy your kids have that, that they're going to be able to share with their grandkids. Um, Like my, my grandparents legacy that I'm sharing with my, my son. Yeah. Okay. What are we going to give? And I like say, give to people, help people. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Um, And like Billy, I, I still remember one of the greatest things he taught me. One of the biggest things he taught me was don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to cry. Jeff, don't be afraid to express your emotions because it's okay to express your, your emotions. And the other thing he taught me, and I thought it was great when your wife was leaving, is you said, Love you, baby. I love you. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he always taught me, he said, Jeff, never be afraid to tell your mom you love her before mm-hmm. you leave. That's okay. Right. And he said, even in high school, he said, Don't worry about what your friends say. And I look back and I tell my son, I never had a friend tell me or put me down for saying I love you to my mom. Never. And so I always end a conversation with my, Family or my son, hey, I love you. And for my son, I say the best is ahead, okay? Like Trevor Moad.
0: Man. Uh, you know, the
1: best is ahead. Um, and so always leave your family and other people, I love you because you don't know what's going to happen between now and if you're going to see him again. Yeah. And I hate to say that. It's a fact though. Ex- exactly. And that's, that's the thing is I, I tell my son, when I die, I want you to mourn. I want you to mourn for 24 hours. Nick Saban's rule, 24 <laughs> hours. After that, you need to move on because this ball is going to keep spinning. You know they're going to feel sorry for you for a short time, yeah. but you have to get out there and start living again. As hard yeah. as it is, hopefully it's hard, but you got to move on. Yeah. And my uncle taught me that. Who was being? He taught me that as well. Is mm. you got to keep moving. Man, I love this
0: dude. Well, here's the deal, Jeff. We're going to wrap up here. We're going to do this again. I, I want to. There's some that are just so special that. I think there's so much value we can pass on so in about six months you and I will do this again Lord Lord willing I'd love to and uh well hey just a quick shout out to the rec just thank you for hosting each week Camden we appreciate you and uh we love that all you listeners listen each week we hope that it impacts somebody I pray that you'll share it with somebody that think of ten people and share this with ten people because it's a great message message of hope a message of encouragement and love And that's what I want to take away. So thank you, Jeff. We appreciate you, man. It's totally my pleasure. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.